Okay, hello, Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross here. Uh, we just had a big announcement uh, for the revised schedule for the 2021 Canadian Triple Crown Series. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be too popular with people out west or out east, but, uh, I mean, these times are strange. Um, with me on the phone, man, I really appreciate him taking the time to do this. Uh, I've got uh, Jetwork CEO Justin Thompson on the phone. Justin, man, thank you very much for talking with us. No problem, Billy. Thanks for having me on. All right. Uh, I mean, times like this, I'm always surprised when, uh, certainly when you would answer the phone for me. So we appreciate that. I mean, um, obviously some questions everybody has about the whole thing, right? Is the, uh, the revised schedule. I mean, um, boy, uh, yeah. I mean, where do we start with this? I mean, I guess the reasoning for this obviously is, uh, is what, uh, from the CEO of Jetworks perspective. So, I mean, it's a, honestly, it just, to be brutally honest, it just sucks being uh, in our shoes with the Triple Crown. I mean, we can't get back to doing our stadium events. We can't get back to doing Supercross events like traditional. Um, we're stuck to doing these crazy what-if schedules. I mean, it's just a mess right now, to be honest. And, I mean, I thought I thought this COVID stuff would get behind us a lot sooner than it did, and I think we all did. Um, having, you know, every other week we have OEM meetings, so this has been a joint effort on this uh, to try to make it work and to figure out how it's going to work as far as budgets and sponsors and, and uh, being able to cross provincial borders. And um, the, the biggest hurdle that we have right now, which really sucks, is that, uh, you know, on the West, we had more sponsorship dollars on the West side than we did on the East. And it it's, it is what it is, but uh, the biggest hurdle that we have is to get our staff, that's Ontario-based staff, uh, you know, minus a few, back to work on Monday after an event. Um, they have to do a 14-day quarantine right now. So that's our hurdle. Um, I guess if we were an Alberta-based company or something like that, then, I mean, it might be different. We would probably be racing everything in Alberta this, you know, this next little while. But that's the biggest hurdles that we have, and, and uh, it's difficult. I mean, it, it sucks, like I say, you know, having partners that we've, worked uh a long time getting and, and and working through the details and getting it down to right down to you know we were setting up to have a press conference inside the dinosaur museum you know like there was some really cool things that we had to find out but covid decided uh to play uh hardball again i mean i don't think any of us saw it coming with you know how crazy it is and i mean let's just hope it stays on track for what we got in front of us you know Right. So, I mean, it was just way too risky. I mean, obviously things are supposed to lighten up uh, near the end of May here. So it was just too risky, I guess, for you guys to, you know, to commit to something that you just were unsure of, even though there's a chance things lighten. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, across the board. Like I said, uh, this wasn't just uh, my decision or my, my staff's decision. In fact, uh, we really leaned on every single team. I mean, all the teams were on conference calls every other week with us manufacturers uh, every other week with us and they have been for the last uh, last you know couple months at least um so we just went back and forth with ideas like how does this work and how is this going to work even when we had uh, the western thing in play there was a lot of things that were going against us but we were working on things like trying to get uh funding for the teams to be able to get out there um no different than what we're trying to do right now is to get the western teams out to the east obviously helping them with signups and credentials and things that we can try to help uh, alleviate that they have to leave their homes to race dirt bikes for, you know, a significant while. So 
it's been a struggle. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I cannot wait till we can go, Hey, here's a triple crown. And I don't have to deal with all the political side of, you know, COVID restrictions in every single region and, you know, can't go in venues and it's strictly motocross. And because right down the board, I'm not going to lie. We've lost a lot of sponsorship money just straight because we don't have the true triple crown with the venues, right? There's a lot of companies that rely on that mezzanine, uh, type feel to interact with fans and you know that's the struggle that we're at and unfortunate you know we, we have to do we have to do for this year to get by but um it's gotta it's gotta go back we have to go back to a traditional setup you know so we're already kicking into high gear for 22 to try to bring back a coast-to-coast schedule with uh you know indoor racing has to be back it's it's, it's very important to our program um, I would say it's probably the most important thing we have to get back for 22 or it's, we are going to be in a tough spot, but, um, you know, it, it's across the board and it, it, the, the crappy part is, is that, you know, the, uh, like the Thor, uh, women's program we got, we worked really hard on getting all this together and now it's that throwing a wrench in it, right? Like there's just so many things. It's just, there's no consistency with what's going on and it's unfortunate, but we got to do what we got to do right now, you know? Right now, for people who are just maybe hearing that, and uh, we've talked about this before in our in our you know previous uh, conversations and podcasts and things that, like you mentioned, people don't understand that how important those indoor ones are. Like you say, for sponsors because they want to be in front of people, like you say in the mezzanine and stuff like that. So that's something you know a lot of Canadians were all like, no, it's motocross, motocross, motocross. But it's little things like that that you don't think about that uh, bring sponsorship to the to the whole series is getting people indoors to these little arenas and stadiums and things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh and I I'll use uh Royal Distributing as an example. Um they really don't do much with us outdoors other than obviously the whole shot. Now they're deeply involved, don't get me wrong, but them physically being on site, they don't see a lot of value in the outdoors compared to the indoors because they're looking, you know, the the outdoors they feel that they've already heavily marketed to that type of motocross crowd that comes to that event. It's the new, you know, the new crowd that they're trying to get that are in, just getting in the bikes, don't know what Royal is. They may be from the West Coast or whatever. They're sitting in a seat eating popcorn. They see them up on the mezzanine giving away free product and doing their little shindig. Well, that, you know, enters people in their mind. Okay, I can just order this stuff online. So that's an example of, you know, we can't offer that right now. And it's a struggle, to be honest. There's uh, three, maybe four partners we have that are very big partners that will be amazing once we release this into the future but i mean to be honest it's not going to be 21 there'll be nothing in 21 on that on that level because we can't give them that value of you know touch and feel for for a spectator and you know hopefully we can next year that's our only you know hope but it is it's like the u.s Uh, if you look at supercross i mean it's the first time in the sports history i believe and billy you know this better than i that it has never raced in california when have you ever heard Supercross not racing in California? I mean, that's unheard of, right? So it's not just us dealing with this. I mean, it's across the board. We're dealing with some companies overseas with some other sporting events and stuff like that on the broadcast side. Same thing. I mean, they're they're going to venues they haven't been to in 27 years just because they can't go to their normal venues because they're too close to hotspots and whatnot. So it's a unique time. Right. Hey, now, uh, I also heard this, that you, you kind of touched on it as well with the fact that you guys want to help uh, get teams from the West, but I heard that because of 
I mean, generally what's going on in the world and what's uh, what's going on with the series and things having shrunk a little bit. I've heard that like OEM budgets have come down and that's another main reason. Like many of these bigger teams just don't have the budget to go to Alberta and then to Moncton. Is that uh, part of it? Uh, it's not part of the schedule we have in place right now, but it is a big part of why we couldn't go, say, the full Triple Crown like normal. 100%, you're correct, Billy. And I mean, it's 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 one of these things that I think the manufacturers are very happy with where they're at. Obviously, bike sales are up 300% almost every month right now. So, I mean, the sport in general is in a good place. The problem is, is the way that uh, um, Japanese culture is and the way that they do business when they're doing very high volumes of sales, they cut back marketing budgets. So it's weird way, but that's what they've always done. So the companies like the KTMs and that that are kind of off the beaten path, the traditional motorcycle, they're doubling down right now. And I think that they're going to come out uh, pretty big in the end of this because they are putting so much emphasis on trying to do all this extra stuff uh, to be involved in it, right? So now, not saying that all the other teams are do have budget, but I mean, if I had to guess, I bet you they're running off 30% of a normal traditional year, which is pretty tough, right? So, I mean, um, you know, as soon as you start adding things in, to be honest, we were looking at uh, getting support for them to even get their semis out West. I mean, that's the kind of, you know, things that we looked into heavily and had some partners already ready to cut checks to these teams just to get them out there. Um, So it's, it's one of those unique times right now. And, like I say, you look across the U.S. even and how many teams have gone away. And um, we just got to try to survive this. It's all we can do. Right. I, I think people hearing that will be pretty uh, pretty surprised to hear that. I mean, because all, you know, all we hear about and, and us, too, we put up the numbers for, oh, sales are up 300 percent. Everything's great. But uh, that's very interesting what you uh, what you said there. That's kind of uh, I think that'll be kind of uh, something that'll get people going, oh, wow. OK, didn't know that. Interesting. Well, and I think even one step further, I really do think, and I mean, I don't, I don't have this anywhere that we've talked about in our meetings, but I do think that next year's budgets will be virtually the same. Even we introduce a full triple crown, which we have to for our other partners, uh, and which we need to as a company. That's what we do is promote races. So I mean, we need more venues to, to have races. Well the teams are going to be in a similar boat. I mean, the big teams are going to have similar budgets, maybe a little more, but I mean, you're not, you're talking less than 50% of a traditional year. So, I mean, I could see teams having only two riders and, um, you know, maybe downscaling to more sprinter van type setups for when they do their Western runs. I mean, these are just suggestions I'm saying, but I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, there's going to be a rebound uh, after this. And I think, in a few years, I think when the trickle down effect of the bikes and everything, uh, and the, the OEMs start getting heavily evolved again because maybe sales slow a little bit, I think they will come back in a big way on the sponsorship side. But I think the sport in a whole is going to be in a good place. Races are going to be good, uh, but it'll be more on a privateer level than a factory level. Right. That's funny you, you touched on that because I was actually I was in the middle of typing up a, a an article to put up on the website before uh, I knew when we were going to be able to talk. And I was just thinking the same thing about how, you know, now manufacturers have gotten used to X amount of dollars, which is down from before. Like, good luck asking for more. Like you said, I mean, that's a, yep. that is not going to be easy to say, oh, by the way, we're back to normal. Uh, can we go back to uh, three times what you're giving us? Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a struggle. And I think um, it kind of kicks the formula of 
our plan that we already had as Jetworks in place, uh, working with companies like uh, AMC and, and, and uh, or, sorry, XMC uh, out of uh, Toronto. I mean, they work with big outside industry, uh, like the big banks and the big supermarkets and, you know, you name it, everything from, uh, you know, everything under the sun. So I think those companies are going to maybe pick up where the OEMs are leaving off of it. I mean, obviously, they'll still be your factory Yamaha team, but it might become um, the Sobeys, uh, gas st- or Sobeys um, grocery store, you know, Yamaha team or something along those lines, right? That I think that's what we have to do is really push into that marketplace now when, when it's like this. I mean, so there's some interesting uh, conversations that, you know, us as promoters and the teams have to have moving forward to, you know, work as a team to get this back on the right track. Cause like I say, it's not going to be traditional industry to keep this afloat. Right. Okay. Now, um, let me, uh, I know we don't want to, we, we could sit here all day. So we'll try to, we'll try to keep yeah. moving, uh, moving these things along here just to try to answer a few questions here that people might have in their heads while they're listening to this. I'm yeah. just wondering now we are hoping, like you said, we are hoping to go to Drumheller. We are hoping to go to Prairie Hill. Uh, how did they take it? And I mean, they understand and what, uh, how, is their interest going to stay there for the future? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, obviously like anything, it's, it's like, getting, uh, you know, it's like bad news from a girlfriend. I mean, nobody likes to hear it, but I mean, I think everybody, we've worked with them so much over the last while that I think they understand uh, what we're trying to, to work out and get out of uh, the relationship and what they need to get out of the relationship <laughs> to make it work. So, I think it's basically, uh, you know, we're, our, our main focus now and, and what we're continuing to talk about is 22, right? Go to those tracks in 22. Um, you know, the focus and the major work that they put in to make the tracks better and better. I mean, it's it's just a step in the right direction to even get more done for, for 22. So, um, you know, there's weird times. I mean, we couldn't even go to Calgary this year because of restrictions inside of city limits. And I mean, there's... There's a lot of weird stuff happening, uh, uh, you know, across the board. So, you know, and then, and then just recently, obviously, with these extended lockdowns, I mean, let's hope that the, the Ford government allows us to, to pull off the plan we got in place. I mean, I really, truly think we can. But, I mean, you know, we've seen some crazy stuff. Like, who, who would have said golf courses are shut down, right? I mean, they got their own deal going on that you're trying to get back open. Because, once again, I mean, this is their busy time. Right. Okay, now how about this um, at the races? How about amateur racing at the uh, nationals? We have to have amateur racing at every round, so it has to happen. Um, we need it for one to make the thing uh, a whole, and for two, we have partners that are involved on the amateur side. Last year, we had to cut that portion out because it just wasn't allowed to happen. This year, every track—that's why the schedule that we did lay out this, this the first time, the second time now. Uh, has amateurs involved in the whole thing, has WMX involved in the whole thing, has premix involved in the whole thing, and then obviously your your pro side. So um, there's streaming and there's TV involved. So, I mean, that's the other difficult part. I mean, you know, <laughs> we change a schedule, uh, you know, a few times, and networks do not like that, right? They've already got you earmarked uh, to be right after the NASCAR truck series. There's four hours of coverage. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be on that weekend. Well, now they're like, well, we're going to be on this weekend. They're like, ah, well, maybe we can't fit that, right? right? They get a little stubborn in their way. So it's a struggle. Like, it's not just, it. Was, <laughs> if we could have just run, would have been the best bet. 
but it's now go back and start from ground zero and renegotiate all our terms out, re-pencil everything in. You know, some of them may be hour late start delays on TV because of this now new schedule. And there's there's a lot of hiccups that we have to fix now that uh, this has happened. Right, for sure. Okay, now how about, um, I guess this will change as the restrictions change, but uh, as far as spectators go, I guess at this point there are no spectators and we'll just play that as it goes? Yeah, it'll be, I mean, uh, Bill, your guess is as good as mine, but right. I don't see spectators this year. I just don't. I mean, I'd love to. Obviously, uh, it's you know a tremendous amount. You can imagine taking 15 rounds of no spectators away when we used to do the full 15 and putting that on a piece of paper that's a very big number right so we're having a heck of a struggle obviously having to do uh, a lot of outside uh, favors back and forth with other organizations tracks you name it to try to make this work because I mean financially on paper it doesn't make sense at all right so it's just we're not like the U.S. where they have such a big uh, TV following that they get paid tremendous amount for the coverage right like Supercross does so you know, if they have a quarter crowd or whatever, I mean, it, it, it still works, but it doesn't work on paper here. It's got, you know, you really have to look at it in a, a, a team way, meaning like us as a country, as a one team. And it's kind of, in a way, I think that's the good that's come out of this is that, uh, you know, we're probably closer as organization race teams and OEMs than we've ever been. So I guess that's maybe the only good thing we've got out of this. All right. Okay. Now, how about um, I know without the uh, title sponsor in the name of the series, have you been able to with this uh, condensed thing? Have you been able to sell each round and get uh, get some financial help that way? Yeah, we actually had uh, more uh, success on on the west than the east. Now it's starting to pick up now, but I mean, it's one of those things, right? Uh, I mean, let's let's put the shoes on your feet. So you're you're a sponsor, potential. Let's say you're a Toyota dealer that's down the road and in, in from Gopher Dunes, and you want to sponsor that race. Uh, are you ready to go cut a check to go get all your banners and everything done for this year, knowing what we're up against right now? No, you're not really going to do that. So it's a uh, hurry up and wait. It's more like we're having to front everything and hope it goes through. And then if it doesn't go through, we have to eat it, right? So it's like, it's a tough role. I've never been in a situation like this. I mean, honestly, last year was a cakewalk compared to this year, to be honest. Wow. Okay, well, uh, another question here I have too. Um, Quebec, are we going to be able to get into Quebec for sure? And where are we looking? Could we double up at Deschambault? Or what? Uh, what is Quebec looking like? Uh, Quebec, as of right now, we're okay. But I mean, who knows if they start changing things like Manitoba did. Obviously, Manitoba, you know, dealing with Kyle out there. I mean, the restrictions in that province right now has is, is been the same for two months where it's a 14-day quarantine uh, if you stop in the province, right? You're allowed to drive through it. We did talk to the MTO on that. You were allowed to drive through it. Some teams were able to get through there. But uh, that round was already questionable because we were hoping okay wait till you know summer hits and you know maybe the virus will slow down or <laughs> that's what we were hoping for but um if the similar thing happens in quebec um who knows what will happen right right now obviously deschambeau uh is a go and then it could be a, a second deschambeau maybe the week prior obviously uh and and have uh, the ecanim in the middle uh we have been talking to other tracks there's there's two other tracks we were talking about uh but the same same thing with them. I mean, a traditional 
a deal on a promotion there is, you know, sharing some of the gate fees and stuff like that. Well, if there's no gate fees and we're having to comp all these riders to make it from out West and there's no money coming through the, the gate. Well, how do you divide that up to make sense out of it as a, a track and a promoter? So those are the unique things that we're up against right now. Some tracks are able to do it in a different way than others. And that's what I think is unique right now. It's, you know, there's no prime or reason to how we're laying this out. It's just really has to make sense for everybody involved, you know, and at least pay their bills, you know? Well, I know is that that's what happened last year with uh, the Deschambeau round, right? They were not able to get people through. So they ended up, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, that was uh, that was between Rockstar, them, us, everything, and there was some ticket stuff that went went on. That you know, us as a series weren't allowed to sell tickets, and then there were some tickets that were either given away or right. I can't remember the exact details on how it was laid out, but there was tickets involved. We got in trouble for it, um, and the lawyers had to talk it through with them, and we just weren't allowed to go. So it ended up we had to do the double at Sandalie after <laughs> my guys had already tore everything down. And our truck was almost two days Chambeau when this all went down. So hmm. I don't want that to happen this year, but I mean, we're planning on being at day Chambeau and we know what mistakes we all made last year and we're going to, they're fixed and we're ready to go. But, you know, like I say, who knows what these provincial guidelines and borders do and everything. Right. So right. we couldn't get into a scenario where uh, if say Quebec or Ontario put, between Quebec and Ontario became a 14 day quarantine, we'd be screwed as a series. We couldn't right. do that. Um, so then we'd have to make unique calls that maybe we'd end the series in Quebec or it would have to go like that. You know, this just means, you know, shot in the dark type situation if we had to deal with it. Okay. Now just, just a couple more things here, uh, Justin. Uh, what, uh, when, when we see these, uh, you know, one main event, type situation what uh how does how will that work to get into a main event kind of thing so that's all stuff that uh talking through things with the teams obviously for a long time uh as a group we've all want to try some unique stuff uh brett lee came up with the three moto thing uh so you know we we took a vote uh there's 14 teams or 12 teams on the on the line and we just took a vote and i think it was pretty unanimous that we're going to try that three moto thing and the other one is the Sandalee, or Sandalee, sorry, Gophers. Um, the tiers and the private tiers are worried about two days at Gopher Dunes on their bikes, at, you know, full nationals. They don't know if they can do them back-to-back -back right. as far as the bikes getting together. So that's really, really why we did the three, three different motos, meaning one main event, two motos. And why that is, is the other side of it is contingency and everything else. Last year when we did three motos for an overall it costs all these riders, including the privateers, everybody on the sponsorship side and on the uh, contingency side. So with the OEMs, we said, no, we're going to keep them as separate days. So they are separate nationals. They're separate winners. Therefore, everybody gets paid out accordingly. I so like that. I like that a lot better, too. Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's not. It, it'll be another unique thing, right? Doing uh, the single moto, but there's a lot of stuff we're going to do with amateurs that that day too to make it uh, kind of unique in, in its own way. And I mean, we'll see see how it works. Along with the three moto thing, I mean, I think Brett had a good idea, and I think you know with, I was pretty excited that the teams wanted to try something different, right? So we'll see how it pans out. Okay. Well, um, man, I guess I think that kind of answers most of the things I wanted to touch on. Uh, are you okay there? I've got one last question for you, but, uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we, uh, end this? 
No, no, that's about it, Billy. And I mean, I'm always here if you guys need answers. <laughs> All right. No, like I say, I appreciate you. It's obviously a appreciate you answering the call kind of thing. This is kind of a tough time, but I appreciate your honesty and actually answering all my questions. But uh, I'll end it with this one question. How close were oh, you? How close? Question. How close were you to having to cancel this whole darn show? Um, it hasn't come that close yet, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, uh, let's say that let's say that Ontario just, you know, let's say the Ford government just says, hey, we're going to stay in lockdown until mid-July. We'll still try to push a series back to, you know, we'll start real late. We'll go in, we can go in, in Ontario, especially. So Western Ontario, we can go pretty late. I mean, we've, we've ridden in October at Gophers, no problem. So, I mean, I don't think it's on the table or anything close yet. But, I mean, when you look at it from a promotion side, man, it don't make sense. I mean, we're doing it to hopefully that people, you know, see that they're trying to keep the sport alive and try to keep all our sponsors intact and, hope for the, you know, the greener pastures ahead. And I mean, I appreciate everybody in the country, you know, banding together and supporting uh, your local clubs and your, your local bike shops. And I mean, I think on that side of it, we're good as a whole, but I, I think, you know, it's, we're still struggling as a, as a, a national body and, and also uh, the race teams that we, we know and love. I mean, you know, let's just hope that we can pull this all off and make sure that, uh, you know, the sponsors are happy and teams are happy and riders are happy and let's get on to uh, 22 and get back to normal. Let's hope. Right, right. Well, and another thing, this isn't a question, I just want to mention too, that I just really feel sorry for, say, like intermediate riders out in BC, Alberta and Saskatchewan who are hoping to do their first ever pro-am on, you know what I mean? And they're just going to miss that opportunity in their intermediate year and maybe they move out to pro. It's just, uh, it just affects so many things. It's like, like every sport, but uh, man, that's just kind of one of the, one of the real hardships of what's happening right now with this. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's, there's, and we get emails all the time, you know, talking about how, how, you know, I don't have the money to come east and this is what I'm trying to do. And I'm an intermediate. Right. You know, they were looking forward to even out having some indoor races on the West coast, like we were going to have originally, you know, like we normally do. And I mean, there's lots of kids that are in that bubble where, you know, I feel terrible for them because this is screwing up the, you know, the start of their, their careers. And some of them are, talented kids that are coming through yeah. and i mean if you look at it it hasn't really affected the u.s as much as us i mean because they just <laughs> go with it i mean texas is wide open Florida is wide open that's major centers for the racing um so i but i i do see that you know in other sports you take ontario uh, ohl i mean how many of those kids that that got drafted junior a and have yet to play you know what i mean yeah, like that's no, for crazy sure. that, that we're talking like that 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 you know entire seasons have been missed yeah, like scholarship crazy. athletes you know going to universities and colleges i mean it's just such a mess but, yeah no it's gonna i think the stronger just gonna survive and it's i think we us as a, a company and a sport in, in canada i think if we just you know keep keep positive it's all we can do is keep positive and keep pushing ahead then then we'll get through it and i mean like i say bike sales are up that's a good thing so when the dust settles, that at least we have that going for us, you know? Nice. Well, uh, hey, j uh, thank you very much for taking the time. And look at that. We actually managed to keep it under 30 minutes. That's definitely a first for us. Now watch <laughs> me keep I'll, keep, I'll keep blabbing now for another 20 minutes. But no, no, uh, I just want to end it too here with, um, I know there are like, just like last year, there are so many people behind the scenes that went to bat and did so much hard work. Uh, so I want to say thank you to you. And do you want to thank anyone here as we, uh, as we finish this? 
everybody. I mean, there's so many. There's such a list. I mean, every your your local tracks across the country, your your regions. I mean, the regions. Uh, you know, I have a regional meeting this afternoon with the West Coast. Um, you know, and they they all have unique problems, and everywhere is different, and they're all fighting through it to to make sure that little Johnny can get on a track somewhere. So, I mean, thank you to everybody. I mean, it's this has been a I can't even put into words how big of an effort across the board. Uh, all the partners, the OEMs that have stepped up and stuck with us. I mean, they could have just shelved us and told us, hey, you know, come back when it's normal, like some sponsors did, right? So it's like, it's a, it's crazy times. And I mean, uh, it, the Brett Lees, the Ryan Golds, my brother Kyle, I mean, they, they all just grind it out daily just to make sure that we, we can go racing at some point. I mean, I think without that, uh, we wouldn't be out even where we're at. So let's, let's keep positive and get racing somewhere. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Hopefully, we end. Uh, hopefully, everything goes uh, through here. Oh, last thing. Uh, sorry, I just thought of something else. Sarnia, are we looking at an outdoor thing, or are you still talking with uh, an arena? We're kind of unique with. Uh, we have multiple venues here, so there's a few different locations. In fact, there's three locations. We put that last so that you know, if by chance, you know, the graces of God open up and say, "Hey, you can." You can have uh, 200, 300, 500 fans at the last round, and we would do something unique, maybe a Hiawatha or something like that, okay. that we could pull some fans in to have a big blowout for the end of the year. But I don't envision that. I, I think it's more of a simple, just racetrack and no seats around it. And, you know, what I mean? it's just, it is what it is, right? Get it for the TV, do a good job on the broadcast, bring the coverage for people who watched across the country with all our. You know, everything, the big step up this year is uh, we now have four hours of live coverage. That means um, both classes are fully covered. Uh, and even at the Walton one, we're discussing right now the women's uh, race to be included in that. So that would be a first for them to have live coverage on TV too. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening, even though it's the dismal time. All right. Well, they're perfect. We just clipped over 30 minutes. I knew we couldn't get under 30 minutes, so I just wanted to make sure we went over. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I'll let you get back to your, uh, your. I'm sure it was a busy work day here. And again, I appreciate you taking the time and good luck. And we'll, well, we'll see you at round one. Sounds good, Billy. All right. Thanks, Justin. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye.